Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Ridiculous Crime is a production of iHeartRadio. Elizabeth Dutton. Oh, Zarin. I've got a question for you, my girl. Yeah. Do you know what is ridiculous? Yes, I, I do. I figured you would. Spritz. Spritz. Like, Spritz. Is that a drink? Yeah, this is a drink. Hard seltzer and spritzes. Fizzy drinks. Oh, okay, okay. Ridiculous. Okay. Uh-huh. Totally. I don't know. You drink a lot of seltzer water, right? Like yeah. sparkling water. And Bartleby and James. Bartleby. <laughs> it's like the, the reference book. Yeah, I get them at a dead and... stock place in Idaho. They just have crates of them. Like, and... give me my Bartleby and James, Bartleby and James coolers. <laughs> You've had too many Bartles and James. You're I slurring need my it up. Bartleby. Zima? Do you Bartleby drink Zima? and James. I um... prefer not to drink that. <laughs> so uh sparkling water you like yeah, that you know I, what else i drink it all the time i've seen five you cans i've seen you eating around here at headquarters yeah you just carry a jar i snack of grillo's pickles i do i do if we could Those get are mine in the fridge if we could get a sponsorship mm-hmm. from grillo's pickles oh yes newspapers.com oh yes and those organic gummy bears i eat all the time your organic gummy bears costco Yes. Let's just get sponsored. I'll wear a satin jacket with all the logos on it. <laughs> I'll drive a car that's wrapped in Costco. Yes. Yes. I'll wrap my Subi. Uh, so uh, anyway, Spritz. Yeah. Spritz. Hard, uh, there's hard seltzers. Uh-huh. Where am I going with this? I'm figuring it's either going to get ridiculous or a mashup. It's a mashup. <sighs> so, Grillo's Pickle Hard Seltzer. Wait, What? My team is letting me down know, like this. I know. Don't be upset with with Grillos too much. But all right. What, so, is, what is it? I mean, Lay they do. Me. They're the world's best pickles. They are. They're, they're amazing. The, I highly recommend. I them. love them too. Best I, crunch. A lot of times, I sneak into the kitchen here at headquarters and I eat your pickles. I know. Um. Sh- so I don't uh, mind spreading my joy. <laughs> sharing. <laughs> spread my... your pickles. So then, okay. So there's <laughs> yes. the Grillos pickle hard seltzer. So if you uh-huh. want to eat a pickle and get a little bit of a buzz. And then there's also Clausen Pickles. Does it taste like pickle? Yeah. Okay. Clausen Pickles does Spritz Society Pickle by Clausen, uh-huh. and it's a wine-based canned cocktail. Ooh, Bartleby and James. So they're kind of like a dirty martini where they put the put the, the brine in yeah, there. Yeah, uh-huh. And, you know, I use Grillo's Pickle Brine to brine chicken thighs oh, to deep fry for sandwiches. That's really good. That is very good. Huh. Uh, so yeah, I, I highly that. recommend that. 
Um, but aside from this, so Grillo's, they said, quote, people save our brine to drink and reuse. Yes. Long after they finished their pickles. I had a friend who used to crack open the Vlasic and there'd be no pickles in there. Yeah. And they would just have the juice, the brine sitting there on, on the door of the fridge, hot day in central California, which is gets hot, 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 100 degrees. He'd go out there and be like, oh, you know what? I need some cool, cool pickle juice. Ew. And he would drink the brine down. Ew. Like, I was like, are With you a silly insane? Straw? He loved it. Ew. Yeah, now he's a fantastic father. I don't know what happened. Well, there it is. Maybe that helped. So uh, the Today Show did mm-hmm. a thing. I couldn't bring myself to watch the video of them sipping on it. Ugh. I just like to read things. Does the hard I, taste like the brine or taste like the pickle? That's uh, a different taste. Well, it tastes like the brine Ugh. and the pickle. I don't pivot to video, so I didn't watch the video. But uh-huh. it says that on their article, like a dirty martini, both briny beverages need to be ice cold. Ugh. So, like, it's my goal to be in the car with someone on a hot day driving, Uh let's say, through the Central Valley. Yeah, let's say. And someone's like, oh, I'm so thirsty. I'll be like, I got you. And I'll pull out a warm can Uh of hard seltzer Grillo's pickle juice. Pull it out from, like, underneath the driver's seat. Mm -hmm. There you go. Mm -hmm. I've been sitting on it. It's nice and warm. Yeah, exactly. Knock the cat hair off. So they said that the Grillo's is dill heavy. Okay, that's the first good thing I've heard in this. And that the Spritz Society is... Can you imagine a a sweet pickle seltzer? Well, they said (laughs) Spritz Society is slightly sweeter, but that the Grillo's one is not sweet at all. I'd rather have those butter chip ones or whatever. So, yeah, if Grillo's loves us the Uh way we love Grillo's, (laughs) they'd send us some of this. I'm not fake yakking at your product. It's this mashup, Grillo. (laughs) It's not you. It's me. So, yeah. That's uh, that's it. That's that's weird. Apparently, the Grillo's is eleven ninety nine at various retailers, and uh, wow, you really you do want this Spritz sponsorship. Society, <laughs> you have to go to the website for Spritz Society by Clausen, and that's right. two packs of four for fifty bucks. Deal. All right, cool. Yeah, that's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. I know. And your commitment to mashups also oh, ridiculous. <sighs> it never ending. Why do you make me suffer? Okay, you know what? It. I got a question for you though. Another yes. one. Yes. Okay. You know it's almost football season, right? I do. Right? I do. You can see me getting excited, looking forward to it. I'm starting to throw the ball around in the office. Yeah. Well, Elizabeth, picture a man in a wolf mask. Uh, Yes, please. This man is what we in the sports world call a super fan. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. He was specifically the Kansas City Chiefs super fan. You're familiar with the Kansas City Chiefs, right? It's a football team, yeah. Yes, and their star quarterback, my man, Patrick Mahomey. <gasps> Patty Mahomes. Yes. Well, this cat I'm going to tell you about, he's a bigger Patrick Mahomey fan than me. Really? He's a way bigger Chiefs fan, because I'm not a Chiefs fan at all. Okay. But anyway, Wait. I'm just a Mahomes fan. So you're a fan of their quarterback, but not of the team. Yes, fantasy football, baby. You oh, know that's how what, that yeah, goes. you were wearing that shirt the other day with, with, with the, the wizard. wizard that said fantasy football. Yeah, yes, that's, that's me. what that is? Okay. I am that geek. Anyway, <laughs> this 28-year-old guy. I still don't get it, but okay. I'll explain it to you sometime on a long drive. Okay. He was such a Chiefs fan. He turned to crime to be able to afford NFL tickets. Oh, I think you'd have to. Yeah, it's like they say, Elizabeth, you can't spell fanatics without antics. This is Ridiculous Crime, a podcast about absurd and outrageous capers, heists, and cons. It's always 99% murder-free and 100% ridiculous. Elizabeth. Saren. The NFL. Yeah. Beloved American tradition. Yes. You like it? Uh, I don't 
I don't know. I don't. You really, don't watch football, do you? No, I don't. You didn't grow and up I'm, in a family that watched football. No, You're, no. Okay. I'm in. I'm come from a baseball family. That's We're right. Baseball you and your people. brother like the A's. Okay. Yeah. Well, the, yeah, and my mom and, and my your grandma. mom. Yeah, it's true. No, I don't. I. I mean, I don't watch football, and I think part of that is because of the CTE. Isn't that what it is? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. The that bums me out. Okay. The brain injuries. Chronic traumatic encephalopathy, or is it encephalopathy? Or, yeah. So basically, just get the bonkers blows brain. to the head, making you mm-hmm. become strange, sometimes violent, yeah. often yeah, self-destructive. Yeah. And the kind of plantation mentality, the whole thing. But go on. There's a lot about it, you know? <laughs> but the NFL is there for us. Yes. Even if they're not really there for us as fans, uh-huh. and then there is the whole plantation mentality, so they're not really there for the players right? either. But we don't care. We still it's show still, up you anyway. you can't get enough. I know. Every Sunday we grit and bear it, and we go, Why? Why, Elizabeth? Why? Because we love the game. Yes. We hate the commissioner, but we love the game. <laughs> it's like baseball. Yes, exactly. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, hate this... the owners. Hate John Fisher, but I love the game. Love the players. Love the game. Love yeah. the history. Love the stories. Yeah. Right? Sell the team, by the way. Sell the team, Fisher. Anyway, this dynamic, this love-hate dynamic, it can sometimes turn toxic. Yeah. Now, why? Sh- why can it turn toxic? Because the fans, we care so damn much. And we lose our minds, Elizabeth. Mm. We lose ourselves in the fandom. Okay, the Philadelphia Eagles. Sure. Okay, they are a perfect example of what I'm talking about. They're one of the best fandoms in sports. They're the ones who do "Fly Eagles Fly." Yes, right? that's yeah. their song. Fly yeah, Eagles, I like I like fly. the theme, the songs for the team. Yes, me Hude. too. Who <laughs> You know, see, you know more about football than you're letting I do. on. Okay, well, did you know that the Eagles fans once accosted Santa Claus? <laughs> no. <laughs> yes, yeah, Santa Claus. Philly. The year was 1968. The Eagles were enduring yet another terrible, dismal season. They were two and eleven at the time. The fans were hoping that the team would continue to lose. Why do they want them to lose? Not because nihilism runs rampant in the streets of Philly. No, no, that's Boston. No, the reason why the fans wanted to keep losing is they had their eye on a really super talented college star who was about to come out and enter the draft. One more loss, and he was theirs. Mm. Right? So enter the Minnesota Vikings in a snowy Christmas season game. It's December 15th, week 14. Back then, this was the final week of the season because they only played 14 games. Right? Eagles are marching down the field in the second quarter, and they score. This pisses the fans (laughs) off. They start to boo their home team. They're like, what are you doing? Ooh, total Eagles fans, right? They're booing because the team scores. They don't want to see the Eagles score. They want the L, right? They're rooting for the L. So bizarre. So halftime rolls around. The game is now tied 7-7. Out comes the halftime show. And, and it's a re- Up with people? Yes, up with people. They were the opening act. There's a replacement Santa Claus that's sent out because the original Santa Claus flaked, right? So the Eagles <laughs> entertainment director, dude's desperate. He's like running around the office. He finds some 20-year-old who he thinks will fit the Santa suit. He's like, hey, buddy, come here. So he gets the guy in it, and then he dolls him up as Santa in the costume. He shoves the kid out onto the field at halftime. He goes, just go be Santa. You know, just wave. I don't know. Yeah. He's like, okay. How hard is it? Yeah, exactly. He goes out there to irritate the already irritable Eagles fans. Oh, no. Right? So the music starts up. Here comes Santa Claus. Here comes Santa Claus. Right down, right, oh, was it down Santa Claus lane. Anyway, it's all jauntily playing from the stadium PA speakers, right? What do the Eagles fans do? They start to boo. They boo Santa. They're like, get out of here, boo! We want the L! Right, or whatever. <laughs> but that's not all. We want the Remember, elves. It's a snowy game. December 15th. We're in PA. I can't believe they play in the snow, P.S., but keep going. Oh, my God. So the fans, they make snowballs out of all the snow around <gasps> the stadium, and they start chucking them onto the field. Right, someone's aim is good. It hits Santa in the head. The, oh the no! The beard and the wig go a little askew. Oh, no. So hits once the guys hit Santa in the kisser. Now it's on. Now yeah. everyone's like, oh, I gotta hit Santa. So they're all chucking them. They threw, they pelt Santa. 
<laughs> oh, snowballs. no. But not everyone can make snowballs. Some people are like, I don't know. I guess some were impatient. I don't I don't know how Philly fans are, but they decided they just throw whatever they had in their hands. Icicles. So now beer bottles are coming down because they used to sell beer in bottles at the stadium. Oh, so wow. Santa's getting hit with beer bottles. Oh, God. According to the guy who was the cousin of the guy who went out there that fateful day of Santa Claus, quote, people were throwing their hoagie sandwiches at him. That is a <laughs> quote from the news sandwich. stories. Yes. That's so PA. It's almost too perfect of a detail. <laughs> anyway, by the way, that yeah. star college athlete that the Eagles fans wanted the team to tank their season for so they could draft him. Do you know who he was? You know this cat. His name? O.J. Simpson. I was going to make a joke, O.J. Simpson, and <laughs> yes. you'd be like, oh, Elizabeth, stop it. And No, then... the juice was loose. Wow, yikes. Yeah, the Eagles fans have never been known for their good taste or their decorum. But, so, God, but God bless. But man, do they love the Eagles. Anyway, now this undying tribal love for the home team, it's a reliable energy in the NFL, right? In mm-hmm. a lot of sports. In the NFL, they because they only have to play 16 games, you can really intensify and concentrate that passion, right? So people, as profiteers on StubHub will attest, they'll do just about anything for the tickets to a big game because mm-hmm. there's so few, right? So yeah. people will reschedule a wedding. They will cancel on a funeral. Then you'll see stories of people missing the birth of a first child. You know, there's if wow. their team is in the Super Bowl, oh, yeah, they're like, honey, we got to reschedule the wedding. Oh, God. Oh, you, like, do I have to be there? I help make Junior. You know, I'm out. <laughs> so, oh, anyway, now criminals also know this. Thus, there's all the scams for Super Bowl tickets. Mm-hmm. And then there's a the whole general persistence of game day ticket scalpers. Like, even though today we have online ticket places, yeah. like resellers, you can still go outside of a stadium and there will be scalpers. Really? Oh, yeah. Now, you know who also loves this diehard love of football fans who has found a way to, like, you know, capitalize on it? Rob Lowe. The cops. Oh. Rob Lowe. <laughs> I love that hat, though. The NFL Yeah, hat. he just shows up wearing a hat that says NFL. I, I love all the teams. I root for the league. I root for the game. Come on, dude. He should have a ref set. Like, I root for the ref. Probably. Anyway, 1985 was a the year. There was a multi-jurisdictional task force created to nab a ton of football fan felons. So how do the cops do it? I... Free football tickets. Oh, no. Yeah, the game was a Washington Commanders oh, game. Oh, no. But since it was 1985, it was the old team name. Yeah. Anyway, the Washington Football Club was yeah. really good at the time. Now, they were the defending Super Bowl champions, so the police get an idea. They're like, I bet everyone would want to go to a game. So they sent out a flurry of letters, right, to the last known addresses for 3,000 different fugitives around the country. Oh, my God. The letters all claim that the recipients won free football tickets to the December 15th, 1985 game. Now, if you remember, I said December 15th earlier. This just coincidentally was the 17th anniversary of the Eagles versus Santa (laughs) snowball game. Anyway, this game featured Washington versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Is that who day, who day? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Where are they going to play? Yeah. Where are they going to play? In the jungle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's know. all I know. <laughs> <laughs> but his, uh, his fans, the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, their head coach, Sam Weich, he once had to turn around and yell at the fans when they started throwing stuff onto the field. And he goes, hey, do you live in Cincinnati, not Cleveland? Oh, ouch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, love, I always thought that was a great one. Anyway. They play so in the jungle. All these lucky winners were invited to come to a Washington, D.C. convention center where they would be hosted for a winner's brunch. They'd receive their tickets and they'd be shuttled to the game. And one lucky winner would win an all-expenses-paid trip to the... That year's Super Bowl, right? Oh, so the day comes, my God. the cops are waiting, hidden in the Washington, <laughs> D.C. Convention Center. Like, Kiki, we came with this, we're doing this. this is so-. so anyway, they watch as this first group of felons arrive to claim their tickets. Like, it's really working, guys. Right? And the felons were met by cheerleaders. There were NFL team mascots that they no had going way. there. Totally convincing charade, right? They had a band playing. People are just pumped up to be there. Amongst the 
crowd is also 166 cops as undercover fellow partiers, oh, right? Fellow from, jailbirds. Yeah, they're from different departments all across the country. So you know they're wearing like brand new Jordans and a hat backwards <laughs> totally. and, t- and holding a basketball. Hey, fellow kids. Yeah, exactly. So of the 3,000 invited felons, about 100 end up showing up to claim their tickets. Well, yeah, because the rest of them are like, I got warrants. I'm not going to well, Some are just like, that. what? I ain't going for free or tickets. they don't Come get on mail now. at that address. Or there's that as well. Yeah, good call. So their identities get confirmed. They're like, you have ID so they're like, oh yeah, here you go. Did I win my tickets? We're, they're right this way. So they take Dingling. the felons in groups of 10 to 20 into this back room where they're supposed to claim their tickets. They're supposed to also fill out some paperwork or so they're told. They step into the back room. They get met by the spokesperson. He's all smiley-faced and charismatic. And they're from the company that's hosting this party. So the charismatic spokesperson, they start answering any questions the guys have. They greet the winners. And then once everyone's in the same room, they close the door. All of a sudden, oh, someone God. yells, surprise! Right? And then suddenly, a bunch of cops run into the room. No! God. <laughs> and they arrest them. Is there a video of this? Yeah, dude, there's people from the U.S. Marshals, the D.C. Police. Just lots of agencies, right? If you name it, they were there with handcuffs. Uh-huh. I can only get my guy. Right? So this fishing expedition netted serious offenders. They ended up capturing two of the top 10 most wanted list members. What? (laughs) What? The FBI was like stoked on that one. Yeah. They were like, yeah, just some free NFL tickets. That's all it took. Oh, my God. So, you know, the old saying, if something sounds too good to be true, Uh it's the FBI. (laughs) So, uh, all in all, the bust was hugely successful, right? It was cheap as hell for the cops. That's awesome. Compared to the cost of trying to track down a hundred fugitives, just a hundred, let alone the 3,000. So this is the super cost-effective bust. Now, the head of the U.S. Marshals at the time, his name, Elizabeth, was Stanley E. Morris. Stanley E. Morris. Yes, and he said, kind of bragging about how well his operation had gone, even though it was a multi-agency, it wasn't Mm -hmm. just his, right? But he was like pretty much running it because it's the U.S. Marshals. They have jurisdiction over the entire country. So he's like, quote, it's a safe and clean, creative way to get these people off the streets. There's no safer way to make an arrest than away from the home environment. We try to use our brains rather than what's on our hip. Yeah. His hips don't lie. So he's, you know that, who that Stanley Morris grew up to be? Who? O.J. Simpson. There you go. There it is. There yes. it is. <laughs> so I'm glad these cops aren't out there using their tutus or whatever else they have on their hips. The oh, hips. guns. Right. Guns. They're like those belly dancer belts. <laughs> with all the bells. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I mean, yes, free tickets is better than shooting people. So you got a good point there, I think Stanley it's genius. Morris. It I is. think, it really Stanley, is. you're a genius. You know, I'm not normally going to say this, but well played, cops. Yeah. Well played. You are, Stanley, you're a bing bong genius. <laughs> so, one last detail about this master arrest play. Yes. After all was said and done, the task force heard from another 17 fugitives who could not attend the reception, <laughs> but they wanted to know how they could pick up their free tickets. Oh, come on down. They had a rude awakening for them when they coordinated the pickup. Oh, my Now, listen, if I told you all about the unhinged passion of NFL fans, I told you about using free NFL tickets to bust criminals. Now, how about the story of an unhinged passion of an NFL fan who used crime to score free NFL tickets? See, I combined it all. I love it. I can't wait. And in doing so, he became the most famous Kansas City Chiefs fan. Yes. Let's take a break, and then I'll tell you all about it after this. Cool. rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text. 
and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Shh. Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. As you know, the world can be a dangerous and unpredictable place. With every crime I've studied, I've learned one thing. Your best line of defense is your vigilance and preparation. You don't want to worry. You just want peace of mind. That's why I recommend Simply Safe Home Security. For every ridiculous robbery and theft we talk about, it's pretty obvious the crimes could be avoided with a solid security system. A good home security system keeps people prepared and aware. Simply Safe is that system. It was named Best Home Security Systems 2024 by U.S. News and World Report. And it doesn't just protect your home from crime, it also alerts you to fire, floods, and other emergencies. They offer sensors and cameras backed by 24-7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day. There are no contracts, and there's a 60-day money-back guarantee. Get 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect Monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com slash ridiculous crime. That's simplysafe.com slash ridiculous crime. There's no safe like Simply Safe. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. All right, Elizabeth, we're back. Hi. Okay, you ready for the story of the Kansas City superfan? Who day? Okay. It all started with his mom. Oh. Yeah, usually you think, oh, it's going to start with his dad. Nope, started with his mom. mama. Yeah. Yeah, a boy and his mother. She loved the chiefs, the chefs, the chiefs. <laughs> she uh, she loved her son. She loved the chiefs. That's so she cool. decided to combine those loves. That's <laughs> no, cool so for she's her. Like, I'm going to share my love of the chiefs with my boy. So it became this special bond between them. It was like a constant for them in a harsh and rather often unfeeling world. She was yeah. a single mother. Things were tough for her. I feel like James Earl Jones over here, but his speech from the Field of Dreams popped into my head when he's like, the one constant through all the years, Ray, has been football. America's rolled by like an army of steamrollers. It's been erased like a blackboard, rebuilt and erased again. But football has marked the time. <laughs> okay, apologies to W.P. Kinsella and James Earl Jones. He's, of course, talking about and baseball. And baseball. Apologize. You apologize to baseball right <laughs> but, now. But football is, you know, football is the one. Anyway, my point is football for them, is life. James Earl Jones was, like, speaking of their constant, right? So this mother and their son's love of the game. Well, I'll just I'll turn to the dude. He once tweeted, and I quote, she raised me by herself and took me to my first Chiefs game when I was three. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. And this game was not just memorable for the three-year-old boy, but apparently there was a fan there that day. The fan who sold them the tickets to the single mother and her boy and then had his own seats there in like the same section so he could watch them enjoy the game. O.J. Simpson? remembered, yes, O.J. Simpson was there that day. Very generous. <laughs> sold was, the tickets. When he was young, he was... <laughs> anyway, he clearly remembered this fan. He clearly remembered Xavier. That's the, the dude who... The super fan's name is Xavier, right? Okay. So he remembered Xavier watching the game. Three-year-old boy, remember... 
as he stood over his mother to protect her from the harsh sun above. Aww. This is hot day in Arrowhead Stadium, which is a big bowl. Yeah. And there's a three-year-old boy making sure his mother doesn't burn. Right? What a sweetheart. Yes. Yeah, so this kid's name is Xavier Babador. Babadar. B-A-B-U-D-A-R. Babadar. Babadook. Babadar. Yeah, anyway. Babadook. No, I'm sorry, Xavier. I'm trying. I, I Xavier looked up. Nobody Babadar. in the local press said it the same Xavier room. B. Xavier B. He's now 28 years old. Okay? Mm-hmm. He may be 29 now. I don't know his birthday. But sure, he but was 28 whatever, years Ballpark old it. earlier this year. Now, by all accounts, Xavier is widely considered, as I said, Kansas City's, quote, best-known fan. X going to give it to you. Yeah, he's their super fan. Now, do to rock up to Arrowhead State. And that's where the Kansas City Chiefs play every game. Never missed a game. That's eight games a season, every season, going back to 2018. Never miss one. He also made it to every single away game. That's what? super hard. Yeah, it's, it's all yeah, across, it crisscrossing the country. Sure. He was always dressed the same, basically. I mean, he, mm-hmm. he would have slight variations, but he wore a very large rubber wolf mask. Okay, why? You know, he wanted something iconic. All right. No, but they're, they're known as the Wolf Pack. Oh, the okay. The fans are known as the Wolf Pack. I was pack. like, they're the KC Chiefs. Casey Wolf like... is their mascot. So he was oh. doing like a in-the-stadium version of the mascot. So it's like the Big Boss Wolf, the Chief. Exactly. Okay. Big, big Boss Wolf. So there he is with a full rubber, large rubber wolf mask. <laughs> yeah. A Chiefs jersey or some kind of red Chiefs shirt, right? Uh-huh. You know. And typically he'd finish this look off with a pair of those wild tiger stripe, brightly colored weightlifter pants. You know, <gasps> yeah. the Zubas? Z- yeah, I, had to look up I always the name. call them wrestler pants. Yes. Well, yeah. Elizabeth, I wanted you to get a look at the guy. Let this is see. him. Oh, honey. Yes. What are you look talking at him. about? The whole look, the pants, and everything. So he's got the red shirt and the orange pants. Yeah, and he would walk to stadiums. He'd park like miles away and walk in with the full mask on just the whole sweating. bit, just building up intensity and energy for all the fans, right? Yeah. My dude kept it proper. He never showed up to a road game with his wolf mask looking all raggedy or his jersey stained with some like fast food. No, he may have driven cross country to Seattle, but he showed up proper because it's Monday Night Football, baby, and he uh-huh. wants to look good for the fans, right? <laughs> so he'd be out there on the prowl representing, as I said, the Wolf Pack. Yeah. No, that's the nickname for the Chiefs fandom, but they also have another one, the Kingdom. Okay. So you can hear him refer to either as the Kingdom or the Wolf Pack interchangeably. Wolf Pack was the first nickname, Kingdom now with the more official name. And they never, it's just like the Chiefs? The Chiefs. With, uh, okay, I know a lot of indigenous people who are big fans because the Chiefs is, isn't more of an honorific. It's not like... Oh, I see. You see, it's like the Trojans. It's not a... Yeah. There's nothing negative about the Chiefs. So a lot of indigenous people I knew or have known in my life are fans of the Chiefs. Yeah, and but they call themselves these things. And so that's like with the Raiders, the black hole. Exactly. Okay, exactly. Got it, got a Raider it. Nation. Raider Nation. Right? So the um, the kingdom, the wolf pack... I prefer that one. It speaks more to who they are I love than wolves. the kingdom, you know, because like, it's a loyal crew. It's a pack of wolves. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like the kingdom, where like, they are apparently subjects of someone who's their unknown yeah, king. No, no. I mean, who's the king of the. Anyway, it doesn't make any sense. No, it's, the wolf pack, they all metaphor. track an animal until it's exhausted. They wear it out and yes. laugh among themselves and then <laughs> exactly, strike. You know, wolf pack's the perfect example for hungry fans. Yeah. Anyway, the wolf pack, they love this guy, right? Xavier, he didn't just show up to games and go wild for his team. He created an online persona for between the games he's out there on twitter oh, he's no. posting stuff he's the team's number one super fan he's tweeting at the team he's tweeting at all the stars you see him everywhere on your social media huh. right he cultivates his online persona bigger than life he's cocksure he's this high stakes gambler because he's posting photos of these big bets big baller like i'm talking what but, is, but midwest style what so it's like a do? local casino what does he do for a living that's a good question thank that's you never addressed. i figure you'll get there yeah he's never really addressed oh yeah he would show off these uh tens of thousands of 
$100 of bets on a game, right? Mm-hmm. So he once bet $1,000 during a game a specific Chiefs player would score a touchdown. Right. Okay. But he didn't pick like Travis Kelsey, who was like the star tight end. Who, uh-huh. That's a pretty solid bet. He's going to score. You want him in your fantasy football team. Right. Yeah. And he didn't pick a starting wide receiver. He picked. Did he pick me? He picked Jody Forston. Who's that? Jody Forston was the backup tight end. So pretty much the only people watching Jody Forston play that day were his family and like maybe somebody on a really sad fantasy football team who's like, I need Forston so to score, right? That's it. So he's not all like first string. Like no, no. He's, he's sitting on the side. Very young. He's slightly ahead of me in likelihood of scoring. Like okay. that's how like it's just <laughs> slight. Anyway. <laughs> He's like, you know, diehard Chiefs fans, and they know who he is. Most football fans don't even know this guy's name. Okay. So, yeah, that's the guy he picks. He bets $1,000 on him. The Vegas bookmakers set the odds at 18 to 1, which is really kind of healthy odds. Yeah, I would say. I thought it would be steeper. Oh, completely. They're like, oh, whatever, kid. Go for it, right? He bets down. He puts down a $1,000 bet. Two-thirds of the way through the third quarter, the Chiefs are up 31-17. Patrick Mahomes finds Forston for a 10-yard score. Meaningless score in the game. Nobody cared. Chiefs are up 38-17. They go on to beat the Bucs 41-31. Doesn't even matter in the score. But for Xavier Bobadour, that play was huge. He just made $18,000 on a meaningless touchdown. Wow. And as the super fan, of course, he goes nuts. So he's sure. posting this on social media. Okay, now in their run-up to the playoffs and their eventual Super Bowl appearance, they've appeared twice in the last four years. Okay, the Chiefs good for were, them. They were not the favorite uh, this last year. Right? Okay. They went to the Super Bowl last year. They okay. were not the favorite. Who they did they play? Were, uh, the Bengals and the Bills were both kind of ahead of them all season long as being the favorites but to who, go. But who did they play in the Super Bowl? Oh, they played the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, so wait, what are you talking about the other two teams, the Bengals and the... The Bills, they were the AFC teams that they had to beat. Oh, so it was like playoffs. So they were the the heavier favorited teams throughout. So if you were putting down a bet, you would have gotten pretty good odds for the Chiefs for a pretty good long while there early in the season, right? Well, the Chiefs were, as I said, not a favorite. So when they were uh, playing the Buffalo Bills in the playoffs, somebody placed a $80,000 bet. Mm, $80,000 bet for them to win. Right, sorry, this is not the playoffs. This was uh, week 14, right? Oh, so it's not even in the playoffs. No, no, not even the playoffs. They need to, like, win this to kind of, like, build momentum and hold momentum going into the playoffs. And so that's 80 grand? 80 grand on a a random week 14 game. Weird. I think it's week 14. Anyway, the Hollywood Casino in Kansas City, they got so excited about this $80,000 bet, they posted the betting slip, right? The local news, they run with this news story. Oh, no. The National Sports Press picks it up. It becomes like, who made this bet, right? So eventually... Eventually, you know, you know who replaced the ridiculous bet, but someone from the Casino Sportsbook tweeted that he'd personally accepted the bet from Xavier Babadour, better known as Chief Saholic, the super fan of the Chiefs. Did he get his permission to say that online? The tweet was later deleted, so I don't think he did. (laughs) So it didn't matter, though, because the Buffalo Bills went on to win the game. So whoever placed that $80,000 bet lost it all. Oh, no. No, when he did uh, win, though, which was often, that seemed to be how he paid for his travels. People were like, oh, he's winning all this money. Of course, that's how he's paying for Big sports book bets, right? So... That made sense to most people about how he was everywhere a Chiefs fan wanted to be, right? right? And now, like, I'm talking, he was literally everywhere. He was at their first Super Bowl in 2020. Not only that, he was on the field. Like That he, was their first Super Bowl Well, ever? no, no, they've oh. been to Super Bowl. Like, in, the, in the recent years. They've okay. been to Super Bowl in 2020 and then last year. There, So I'm saying to not confuse you. In the last, say, 10 years. Yes, in the last, okay. say, 10 years. So I was, was like, wow, good for them. They finally did it. No, no, they were actually <laughs> a really good team. They had some tough years there, but they have been a historic team. Mm. They were in some of the first Super Bowls. Oh, okay. It, it doesn't matter. But Got it. In Super Bowl, in 2020, there was a Super Bowl they were in. 
he was on the field. That's the kind of access he had and what kind of money he was paying for the tickets. So on social media, he posted photos of him with the star Travis Kelsey, the tar tight end. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one everybody wants. Right. Then he was also the Travis Kelsey said on Pat McAfee, he's a former player who has now a radio show. Anyway, he said Travis Kelsey said about this guy, quote, I might have shaken his hand in passing, but didn't even know I was shaking the hand of a legend. The players, <laughs> the players call him a legend, right? Now, did as an aside, did yes. they have COVID protocols in the NFL in twenty twenty? Yeah, they did. They, they put and him. he was still on the on the field. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't right. know. Maybe he was masked up. He has he wears the wolf mask. Yeah. Elizabeth, it's not so a problem. He's COVID safe. It's got like a respirator built into it. <laughs> Talks like Bane. That's awesome. So the other fans of the Wolf Pack, the Kingdom, whatever, they all envy the super fans proximity to all their heroes. He never misses. He's American Express. He's everywhere you want to be, right? right? Also, he goes to other games. He goes to Phoenix Suns games because oh. like, the, they're in the area for that. That's like part of the Phoenix market. Phoenix Suns? It's, I don't know. It's a thing. He went to the Phoenix Suns games, right? But how are they in the market of... For the Midwest. Kansas City. For the Midwest. Not far of a drive for people. Oh, really? I mean, it's not it's not easy, but it's not terribly. It's huh. like, you know, if you're willing to go to a big game, you're like, oh, I'll go to down there. Hmm. Anyway, just anyway, stay with Okay, me. I'll play along. So the Phoenix Suns game was in 2012, and this dude who went with him said, quote, I hate to say this, but he almost represented the kingdom, you know? I almost envied him. I wish I could go to every single game. Like, that's my dream. And he was living the dream. But was he living the dream, Elizabeth? <laughs> I feel like he wasn't. Or was he stealing the dream? Oh, heavens. Since he's on this show, I think you know the answer <laughs> to I that. <laughs> so two months after he allegedly made that $80,000 bet and lost it, Xavier Babadour disappeared from the Wolfpack's view. They're like, oh. <gasps> he wasn't at the Chiefs-Houston's away game, right? Everyone oh. expected to see him. And not only did he not make the trip, he didn't post anything after the game. No memes, nothing. Silence. Everyone's like, oh, where's the, where's the Chiefs-aholic? That's how he's known on, online, right? Okay. So people in the fandom, they start pointing out his absence. They start noticing that he's gone. They go to Reddit and they go, as one person put it, quote, there are literally thousands of people concerned for his safety. Right? Another person posted, quote, if anyone has seen him or is able to help, then please do your things, Chief's Kingdom. Does yes. anyone know his real name at this point? No, not really. Okay. No. So someone else, they tweeted at the Chief's official Twitter account. Yeah. Quote, we have a missing fan. Help if you can. Yeah, wellness check. Yeah. So Elizabeth, your people got to work. The online sleuths, Hell these special yes. investigators, yes. didn't take your folks long to find him. Mm-hmm. A teacher's assistant from Tulsa, Oklahoma. She was the one. <laughs> Fellow Chiefs fan, she found Xavier, or rather she found his mugshot. He was locked up in an <gasps> Oklahoma jail. He was being held on charges of bank robbery. Oh, yes, no. Allegedly, Xavier. Xavier Bobber walked into a Tulsa Teachers Credit Union in Bixby, Oklahoma, on the morning of December 16th. He walked up to a teller, Mrs. Peyton Garcia. He asked her, uh, she asked him, rather, how he was doing that morning. And rather than answer her, the superfan, known as Chief Saholic, he pointed a gun in her face and told her to hand over all the hundreds in the drawer. <sighs> or he'd shoot her, right? When she hesitated, he jumped over the counter. He kicks over, like, the plexiglass COVID shield or whatever. He shoves his gun in her face and tells her, open the vault. Right? So he guides her to the vault with his gun in her back. Right? Oh, no. After he gets a bunch of money, a bunch of money, Xavier allegedly walks out of the bank, hops on his bike, and rides away. His bicycle? His bicycle. Not a motorbike. No, a bicycle. Oh, Debo. Police in, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So the police in Bixby, Oklahoma, they're on it, right? They got nothing to do in Bixby, Oklahoma. So they just surround the area, close down the perimeter. They nab Chief Saholic a few blocks away from the bank. He's apprehended, (laughs) arrested on his person. They find a black pellet gun, the CO2 kind, Uh a paintball mask, some ski goggles, disposable gloves, green on green sweatpants and zip up jacket, (laughs) and in his bag, $150,000. 
He wore like the opposite of the red. He wore green. He's like, you would never know it's me. (laughs) So he gets booked into Tulsa jail and charges of assault, robbery of the firearm while masked or disguised. In in Oklahoma, he's now looking at five years behind bars. Oh, my goodness. The teacher's assistant who found him, right? Uh, they found him in the Tulsa County booking sheets. They posted Chief Saholic mugshot online. Like, this is him. Oh. Faster than you could say Billy White Shoes Johnson. That mugshot <laughs> went viral in the online sports world. Everybody's talking yeah. about it because it's like amazing that the super fan got busted robbing banks to pay for it. That's not how his mama raised I mean, the tickets him. are expensive, Elizabeth. <laughs> Well, <laughs> anyway, the big question was, wait, who is this chief Saholic? Are you telling me that this rando guy in a wolf mask may have secrets of his own? So people, now that they're learning about the wolf guy, are you telling me a dude in a weightlifter pants and a plastic <laughs> mask who somehow is at every game, gala, and team event may have some something to hide? <laughs> Looking back, he did have a habit of tweeting strange things. Like there was a time oh, he tweeted that he kept disposable nitrile gloves in his car for, you know, normal reasons, Elizabeth, like eating fast food. He just didn't want to. That's actually kind of smart. And also pumping gas. It sounded like you. If you eat fast food. I read it. I was like, Elizabeth, we totally. I don't eat fast food, but I do pump gas. Yeah, nitrile gloves, apparently. That's smart. Well, anyway, that's why he's like, that's why I have all these disposable gloves in my car. Why bring it up? Yeah, anyway. so Like, it's not like someone was like, hey, what's in your car? Yeah, like, I noticed in the back of your photo. He just offered that on his own. By the way, if you see all the disposable gloves in the back of the car. Oh, God. Anyway, as the Chiefs fans unraveled this mystery of where the super fan Chiefsaholic was, in eastern Oklahoma jail cell, <laughs> they still didn't know who he was, right? That took a little more online digging. B- meanwhile, the Chiefs had made it to the playoffs, Elizabeth. Oh. They were set to face off against the heavily favored Cincinnati Bengals. But Chiefs Aholic locked up. Despite all of his high roller act, he needs money. He needs he's both his bail is two hundred thousand dollars. He Ouch. needs to post about twenty grand. Twenty grand, right? yeah. He has just one chance. He made a bet. He'd placed five grand on Patrick Mahomes to win the most valuable player award. He'd also placed five grand on the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. That would take a little more time. Yeah. But the MVP would be announced soon. If Mahomes won in time, he would have the cash on his hand to go post his bail and still have it in time to make it to Arizona for the Super Bowl. If he won both bets, he could win hundred thousand dollars. He could be back on top. He told his lawyer his plan. Let's take a little break, and I'll tell you how his plan paid off after this. Oh, man. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Today, I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm J.B. Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig for details. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. 
Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. All right, so we're back, Elizabeth. Yes. The excitement thrilling through you? This is fascinating to me because, like, I don't know a whole lot about this stuff. Uh I mean, I don't know if you could tell that. No, no, you're doing really well. You're keeping up. I do know another football team song that one where the 49ers. No, you just stop right there. Yeah. No, we don't (laughs) do 49ers stuff in this house. I'm trying to think of other ones that I've heard of. I don't know. I grew up with Niners fans, and their team was ascendant. I hated it. I had to hear all this Niners stuff. I'm like, my Bears will be good again someday, darn it. Anyway. So my man, and I use that term loosely, Chief Saholic. He's <laughs> oh, I watching thought you were going to talk about Patty Mayhem. Patty Mayhem, my homie. No, no, but we'll get back to him in a second. So dude is uh, watching the FC Championship game from inside the Tulsa lockup. Aww. He's bummed, right? He yeah. sat there with all the other inmates, just squatting, watching a tiny TV he's in the like, day room. He's made a, a wolf mask out of, out tape, of like toilet paper? sticky bun wrappers. Sticky bun wrappers, yeah, like it. <laughs> So the story goes, he got so fired up, the other inmates had to tell him to calm down or they'd, like, beat him up. So, oh, no. Like, multiple times. They're like, I'm serious, man. You know why I'm in here? Like, seriously, sit down. That's another thing I'd love footage of. I want footage of the, the guys with warrants getting busted uh-huh. in that room, <laughs> okay. like, locked in uh-huh. and corralled. And I want footage of him watching, watching this the in cha- the jail. championship game in the, yes. can- in the Kansas City lockup, or yes. Tulsa lockup, rather. Well, the, uh, the Chiefs won the game. So they beat the Bengals. Oh, congratulations. That means the Chiefs are back in the big dance, Elizabeth. They're going to the ball. Xavier posted online, apparently, I don't know, from jail. <laughs> you can put the wolf in a cage, but he's still going to howl for his team. Ow! <laughs> so he's either dictating that over the phone to know, someone, exactly. or he's got a... He's giving you a Twitter password. A, he's like, put this in there. It's got to go up now. He's got a... a phone that he's not supposed to have. So my man, Mahomey, he did the second part or the first part of Xavier's big bet. He wins the MVP. Oh, good so for him. So now he's got the money to get out so he can make it to the Super Bowl. So his long shot bet pays off and his lawyer quickly petitions a judge to reduce Xavier's bail. Bail gets reduced. Judge knocks it down from two hundred grand to eighty grand. So now he only has, only has to put up $8,000, right? Yeah. He posts bail. There's one condition. He has to wear a GPS ankle monitor, and he can't leave the state. Oh, no. Yeah. So, no Super Bowl for him. But his attorney told ESPN, he's a big fan. The fans want him there, clearly. So he's petitioning the ESPN, I don't know, to, like, talk to the judge. (laughs) Anyway, despite a high ankle sprain, Patrick Mahomes is in the playoffs. He gets a high ankle sprain in the playoffs. He's going to the Super Bowl. What's a high ankle sprain? High ankle sprain. It's an injury. So it's it's higher up on the ankle? Yeah, it's like mid-calf. He just... His his ankle got high. His ankle got super cheech and chonged up. <laughs> no, his ankle was uh, like basically injured in a way that makes it really painful to run. Right, uh-huh. so he's like basically running around on like a like a wooden peg leg. Right, <laughs> but it's, it's still his leg. But oh, anyway, they shot him full of all sorts of all stuff. the all the goofy pills. Yeah. yeah. So, but my man, Mahomie, he guts this game out. He gets his team back to the promised land, back to the Super Bowl. And you know, I said I'm not a Chiefs fan, but I was stoked for this game. Now imagine how a Chiefsaholic felt. Because Patrick Mahomes had he had basically willed his team into the Super Bowl, and now he's back out. Yeah, he's like, the temptation. And to he's go like, down, "I'll carry sh- sh- 
Krug or whatever. Was it the gymnast girl who screwed up her ankle? Oh, uh, Carrie Strug. Carrie Strug. Yeah. He was Carrie Strugging it up out there. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and he was on doing it for the USA. Exactly. Everybody's USA, now, but they were saying Chiefs go or whatever. In your fantasy yes. football, you pick individual players, yes, right? Yes, you do. So I'm going to guess by your fervor that you have Patty Mayhem. I had Patty Mahomey. He took he took my team to the Super Bowl. Okay, where I promptly lost, but Aww, whatever. He got sorry. me there. So <laughs> I I was I love the guy. Anyway, as I said. This dude, at this point, he's redlining on fandom, sure. right? So he tweets, the Kansas City Chiefs are going to put the hurt on Philadelphia and we'll be hoisting the effing Lombardi in Glendale. And that's Glendale, Arizona, not Glendale, California. California. I was like, okay. oh, that's weird. So sure enough, dude gets released from jail with the ankle monitor four days before the Super Bowl. What's going to go down, Elizabeth? Is he going to go? Yeah. Do you think so? Well, sure. You just wait until the last second and then you cross the lines with it and like... They're not going to arrest you in the middle of the game. Oh, you'd be surprised. Or if they do, what a great story is that? <laughs> I'll do anything. I'll do anything for a good story. Such a writer's answer. I know, right? So, Chief Saholic, I, I need to tell you a little bit about this guy just to give you some context so you can make a better decision about if he's going to go to this game or okay. not. Okay. Fellow Chief Super fan, a guy who's known as Almost Andy Reid. Almost, almost Andy Reid. Andy Reid is the head coach of okay. the Chiefs. So this guy's almost he's Andy Reid. almost. Reed. Yeah, he's okay. like, I'm like a, a body double. Wait, so, wait, wait, wait. Is Andy Reid the guy who went to the White House? Yes, with the watermelon And hearts? talking about the, that is the most charming video <laughs> I've ever seen. I just knew it was a football man. And he went to the White House yes. and he was interviewed later and was just raving about all of the food that they had. Mm-hmm. But it was the like. Foods? Wasn't it like chicken tenders? Like every kind you could imagine. <laughs> With like special sauces. Special sauces, all these amazing sauces. And then the, just the hearts of watermelon. Yes, he was on very impressed by the hearts of watermelon. there was something else. I don't remember what it was, but it was amazing. And I love him. Yeah. And I now I know what his name is. There you go. There so that was, that was for winning the Super Bowl. Okay. Yeah. Now it's all coming together for there me. There you go. <laughs> so, as he, as he put it, uh, quote, uh, almost Andy Reid said, nobody really knew the guy behind the mask other than the fact he would show up on game day, act crazy, and take lots of pictures with people. Right? That's all the, the fans know about him, right? Uh-huh. Until game day when he disappeared. That was enough, right? That's uh, Sure. But now some fans have actually had gotten to know him over time. There was uh, John Perkovich, who the New York Times talked to, and they identified him, quote, as a man who puts on rubber duck races in his backyard and gives away team gear to other fans. Hmm. Yeah, they didn't okay. mention his dad, that's who he is. And so, sure. <laughs> so this dude, he he often posted pics on Twitter of him and Chief Saholic like playing tennis. Playing and, uh, tennis. Yeah, oh yeah, playing tennis, like in with the shorts outfits? and the full yeah, with the wolf mask. Yeah, he You're also kidding. posted a voicemail that he'd received from a Chief Saholic when he scored on a big bet. So people were like, "Hey, man, what do you think about this?" So once the dude Chief Saholic was known as a Tulsa County inmate number blah 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 blah, mm-hmm. Perkovich had to back off on their friendship. So he's like, "I don't even know his last name until it got released with the news of his arrest." And he also later on said, I was not close to him personally in any aspect. Oh, don't wimp out like that. Fair weather friend. You know, yeah, unless he does something absolutely heinous, like particularly heinous. Yeah, he didn't do anything particularly heinous. No, I, I will, I will then, warn you of that. Yeah, then like stand by him. Yeah, there was the... Uh, the we I mean, one don't more, support him, but well, no, no, don't, but act don't like that. turn on him like yeah. Peter on Jesus. Yeah, I mean like... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so there's this young woman who may or may not have dated Chief Saholic. They had met on Twitter, where he had, by the way, about forty to 50,000 followers. He was really popular, right? Uh-huh. So in social branding, he's what we call a big deal. 
Anyway, Elizabeth, <laughs> ESPN Sports Center. They he would he would be often featured on there. He was on Monday Night Football when he was on. So this guy was like, you know, to her, wolf mask guy, and she was like, oh, he's so dreamy. I, mean, I don't know, yeah, whatever. Yeah, she was twenty three years old. Oh. She was a student getting her master's at Arizona State. Go Sun Devils. Anyway, <laughs> she was originally from Kansas City and thus a diehard Chiefs fan. That's how she found Chiefs the Holocaust oh, okay. on Twitter. They meet up in real life. Her name, by the way, is True. So last name, I will just hold to protect her identity. But anyway, T R U E. Yep, True. True. Like, is not that false. true? Yes, that is correct. Is that true? That is true, girl. Uh, so when True asked Chief Saholic about his life, of mm-hmm. course, he lied. He said he was, oh, I'm a student too, right? Uh, he was not. By all accounts, he was essentially homeless at this point. Or if you prefer it, I'll put it in better terms. He was living the van life as a online sports influencer slash bank robber. Oh, well, that's good. Right? Better, huh? Yeah. So anyway, so he told her he was close with his mom. That part, definitely true. Right. He said he had a nice apartment in St. Louis. Some neighborhood, if you were from the Midwest, you're like, oh yeah, that's a great neighborhood. He did not have an apartment there. Anyway, my girl True, master's student, Arizona State, bleed red Chiefs fan. She spends time with him. She said, uh, quote, I study forensic psychology. I watched all this true crime and stuff, and I was like, is this a little suspicious? But obviously, I told my family about him. I told my friends about it, and he has all these followers on Twitter. I just didn't expect that he would be arrested in Tulsa for armed robbery. Girl, watch more true crime. I'm here to tell you Mm. that that forensic psychology class as an undergrad, not going to prepare you for anything. No. Listening to true crime, not going to prepare you. She, look, she, she's hooked up with Jimmy Red Flags over <laughs> exactly. here. Exactly. Okay, so the Super Bowl. Yes. Did Chief Sahalwick break his court order, home arrest, and make a run for Arizona to see Patrick Mahomey and the Chiefs? Yes. Okay. Well, to answer that, Elizabeth, I'd like you to close your eyes and picture it. <gasps> My eyes are closed. It's the Super Bowl 2023. Dateline State Farm Stadium, Glendale, Arizona, February 12th, 2023. You are among the tens of thousands of lucky Super Bowl ticket holders. Only you're not here for the game. You are working. You are a bounty hunter extraordinaire. Yes! Known for working with a van load of trained animals, you typically use your pack of dogs and trained birds to locate and encircle your target, but today you're working alone at the Super Bowl. No animals allowed. You're here to find one man among the tens of thousands of fans. At the moment, though, it's halftime. And Rihanna is at the center of the field performing her halftime show, but you're not watching. You're one of the few. But anyway, why? Because you're working. You push through the concessions crowd as you you push through the concessions crowd and you're looking, where is Chief Saholic? Where is Chief Saholic? You wonder, you have about a 10 grand bonus riding on this one. So you aim to bring in your man. Mm -hmm. You're taking your relatively new to you job as a bounty hunter very seriously. All those hours you spent watching the fall guy with your brother Trav, they're finally paying off. You are Colt Seavers. As you hum the theme song to yourself under your breath, you scan the dudes coming out of the men's room. None of them are wearing a wolf mask or striped weightlifter pants. Okay, move <laughs> on. You hear the crowd roar to life as the second half of the Super Bowl is underway. You decide that you need to get some elevation so you can scan the crowd. You climb the staircase up to the nosebleed seat. You pull out your binoculars, scan the crowd. No wolf masks in sight. You're also paying a little attention to the game now. The game is kind of catching your attention. You did see Patrick Mahomes leave the field with an ankle injury in the second quarter. That made the crowd go, woo, but you spot him. He's back on the field now. Patrick Mahomes is on one. He's going to win this game, it looks like. You take heart from him. You hike up higher into the nosebleed seats. Greater visibility, Elizabeth. Yes. Binoculars again. No wolf masks. Okay, you see plenty of people who look like they jump bail to make it to the Super Bowl, <laughs> but none of them are Chiefsaholic. You were certain he'd be at this game. There's no way he'd miss this game. You go and you find a new vantage spot. 
you also buy some nachos. So you sit down, you're eating your nachos, you put your binoculars down for the moment, you watch the Chiefs march down the field. Mahomes is chased out of the pocket. He scrambles. Somehow he scurries to the Eagles' four-yard line. Crowd goes wild. Isaiah Pacheco punches it in with a one-yard touchdown run, and the Chiefs are back in the game. Now down by three. You check the scoreboard. Eagles 24, Chiefs 21. You say... To hell with this guy, Chiefs Because If he's not here, at least you can enjoy this game. It's the fourth quarter now. The Chiefs take the first lead when Mahomes finds Kadarius Tony for a five-yard touchdown test. Boom! The Chiefs are up for their first lead of the game. Chiefs 28, Eagles 27. You spill what's left of your nachos when Kadarius Tony returns a punt 65 yards and is tackled at the Eagles' five-yard line. Late in the fourth quarter, Chiefs extend their lead with another Mahomes touchdown. This time to Sky Moore. You high-five the silver-haired couple next to you. Both are decked out all red for the Chiefs. This game is incredible, you think to yourself. You can see why someone would rob a bank to be here. You <laughs> casually check the crowd again for Chiefs Saholic, but you put your binoculars down. You go right back to the game. Eagles score, tie the game up, five minutes left. The Eagles team song, fly, Eagles fly, right. yeah, yeah. swells through the Arizona Stadium. You're tempted <laughs> to sing along. Momentum has shifted. You've entirely given up on looking for Chiefs Saholic now. You join the throngs of cheering Chiefs fans. It feels like the whole kingdom is there to root on Patrick Mahomes as he does the amazing, the unexpected, the uh, truly legendary as he leads his team down to the Eagles two-yard line. There's nothing the Eagles defense can do. Chiefs kicker Harrison Butker comes on, breaks the tie game with a last-second field goal, giving the Chiefs the victory. He's through with the whole Wolfpack, a rollicking sea of red, presently losing their minds at Patrick Mahomes and what the Chiefs just did. You think, man, what a shame. Chiefs Sahala can't be here to see this. <laughs> Come to find out, Elizabeth, uh -huh. Chief Saholic never left Oklahoma. Oh, good I for know. him. He good was a boy. good boy. Yeah. He had to watch the game on TV, like just like all the other poor schmucks who don't rob banks to afford tickets. Aww. But Super Bowl over. Football season ended, obviously, and talk of the game fell away. Time passed. The world moved on. But then came March of this year. Mm -hmm. Chief Saholic was back in the headlines. On March 27th, six weeks after the Super Bowl, the New York Times reported, quote, Xavier Babadour, known as Chief Saholic, missed a Monday court hearing on charges that he robbed a bank in Tulsa, Oklahoma. The court and his bail bondsmen are looking for him. Boom. Chief Saholic is on the lam, Elizabeth. Oh, no. He didn't do it for the Super Bowl. He just does it for, I don't know, like kicks. Uh, and on training camp? Yeah. Quote, be on the lookout for a man in weightlifting pants and a rubber wolf mask. So <laughs> AS, it, it, it goes out. Everybody's supposed to be looking for dude. The thing was, he had a hearing. He was supposed to be in court. Yeah. He missed that. But that was also because his bail bondsman had reported that his uh, GPS ankle monitor had been removed from his ankle. Mm. So apparently they found it in some trees behind a big box store in Tulsa, <laughs> Oklahoma, and the strap was cut. They checked his motel room where he was supposed to—he had to—he was required legally to stay there on trial because he lives in Kansas City. Yeah, yeah. But they were keeping him at a Tulsa motel. Uh-huh. So they go there, motel room, Elizabeth. Empty. Why wouldn't you take the bracelet off and leave it in the motel? I don't know. That's what I, I would know. do. Yeah, I'd pay. I'd get put it on some kid. Like, hey, you yeah. walk around, kid. For, <laughs> here's here, hundred bucks. Have fun all day long. <laughs> anyway, so. His bail bondsman is stunned that Xavier, a.k.a. Chief Saholic, has split. The bail bondsman, by the way, is his cat named Michael Lloyd. He had given the court $80,000 on a bond for Chief Saholic. So why Ooh. would he do that? 
because he is also a chief super Oh, fan. you're kidding me. <laughs> They're everywhere. So this Oklahoma bail bondsman, this dude Lloyd, he said, quote, I did want to help him because he is Casey Wolfman. I have followed him for years. And yeah, I wanted to help him. What is crazy is I still want to help him. Oh, <laughs> I also savior. wonder what future historians and linguists are going to make of our shift in terms <laughs> of the use of the term follow. We use it so casually yeah. now, but there's always this kind of culty feel like right at the edges when you oh, talk yeah. about it. And it kind of jumped out when the bail bondsman's like, I did want to help him because he's Casey Wolfman. I followed him for years. <laughs> Through Must the desert. follow Casey Wolfman <laughs> to glory. Anyway, the Wolfman, he's in the wind, right? So his lawyer doesn't know where he is. Chief's hog is gone. His lawyer, by the way, is Tracy Tiernan. Equally surprised. They said, quote, I didn't know anything about it. I reached out to him and have not had a response. I cannot believe this super fan is missing. <laughs> I added the last part. <laughs> anyway. What? So, meanwhile, the kingdom leaps into the void, and they offer plenty of speculation. Fellow fans assume Chief Saholic was busted in Oklahoma. That means he was on his way to Houston mm-hmm. before the Texans road game. That means he was probably robbing the bank in Bixby. That means he probably robbed banks before all the road games. That's yeah. there's eight games a season. He's probably doing nine banks, maybe 10 banks a season if they're making the playoffs. Oh, my God. So he's been doing this since 2018. They figure he's robbed 40 to 45 banks if he's doing one each game. Wow. Of course, this is all fan speculation. Yeah. Officially, he gets charged with a robbery of six banks across multiple states. Dang. So one thing for certain, Xavier Bobadur still had a few outstanding bets to cash in and to fund his time on the lamb. So, one, there was a Super Bowl bet to cash in. He was still looked to win 100 oh, okay. grand on, or yeah, about 90 grand on that. Dang. He placed the bets in Kansas City, which means he'd have to go to Kansas City to cash in the winnings. Yeah. And the FBI had documented he'd been doing this a while. Quote, Bobadour purchased and redeemed more than one million in chips from various casinos in Missouri, what? Kansas, and Illinois between April and December 2022. April and December, December yes. one million. Yes. Wow. In like basically a six, seven month time, he went through a million dollars in casino chips. So, yeah, there's no telling how many chips he had waiting to cash in. Yeah. You know? So, meanwhile, over on your corner of the internet, on Reddit, the yes. fine folks of Reddit rooted on this newly minted folk hero. <laughs> they imagine what would happen if Chief Aholic could make basically stay a fugitive until next football season. They're like, what if he shows up at the first oh. game? <laughs> right? So knowing what you now know of football fans and uh-huh. what you've learned today, uh-huh. what do you think was the Redditor response to this news that Chief Saholic might show up to the NFL games? Oh, here, I'll, I'll give you a little. Yeah. They were responding to an article from the site Pro Football Talk. And in the article, it ended with this kicker, quote, if he's not caught before football season, we'd recommend against any other fans showing up at Chiefs games wearing a wolf costume. Oh, they're all going to dress like, yes. yes. I love it. So it's like a, like a glove drop before a duel, the fans are like, challenge accepted by good sir. Yeah, exactly. So they all show up having their full I am Spartacus moment uh-huh. and so one of them, undercover chimp, wondered, quote, what if folks showed up in mass wearing that costume? Right? Another one, Night Guan 7 imagined, quote, no, all Chiefs fans show up in a wolf ca- a costume. I am Chief Saholic. No, I am Chief Saholic. So he wants <laughs> the Spartacus, right? Sam Bradford's ACL, that's a quarterback, Sam Bradford. Okay. Sam Bradford's ACL added, quote, I think all Chiefs attendees should take one for the team and make it a, a Where's Waldo situation. <gasps> yes. Sadly, we didn't get to make it to the new NFL season that starts in about a month. 
because Chief Saholic was caught this month. Yep. Uh, we never got our Where's Waldo? I am Spartacus moment. Yeah. He got caught in July, about 45 minutes from my hometown of Davis, up there in the foothills of Sacramento in the formerly tiny town of Lincoln. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah, that was that the that end is. of his run. Right up there. The old country. The old country, exactly. Right when it starts to turn in there. Anyway, starting with an Instagram post in back in August 2018, just before the new Chief season, that's when Xavier became Chief Saholic. Mm. His first expression of Chief Saholic, Elizabeth, was a SpongeBob. Square pants meme. And with that meme, he came into being. (laughs) Now, one month later, he put on the mask. The wolf man was born. He posted a photo of himself in the full rubber face mask. He's like football's bane. He's like, no one cared who I was until I put on the mask. (laughs) But really, it all started back when he was that three year old with a single mother at Arrowhead Stadium. That was his rosebud moment. As an adult, he becomes this outlaw folk hero to reclaim that feeling of love and connection that one can only find as a boy at Arrowhead Stadium. (laughs) Yeah, by acting wild, becoming the beast, you know, becoming the wolf man, he led the kingdom. He finds his new home. And yes, he made ridiculous work for him. So we applaud him on that. Yeah. Unfortunately, NFL games, super expensive. So he had to supplement his income with some sideline crime. We thank him for that. Anyway, but basically, <laughs> this is like if Citizen Kane became a bank robber instead of a newspaper mogul. Oh, That's how I see this story. Interesting. Right? But really, ultimately, Elizabeth, I'd like to think that he did it for the club. You know? You this... know, are you doing it for the club or are you doing it for you? He's doing it for the club. It's my man Bane might say, you think darkness is your ally, but you merely adopted the dark. I was born in it, molded by it. See, that's my bad bane. But by the way, Chief Saholic is looking for a buyer for his story. So Hollywood, um, he accepts casino chips. Write a book. Yes, he, I'm, I'm sure he's working I on one. Think, I think that all the fans should still dress like him out of tribute. Oh, I like that. You I hear know. that, Chiefs fans? Show yeah. up in proper respect. Exactly. Respect to the Wolfman. Lastly, yeah. as Patrick Mahomes led the Chiefs to that truly incredible comeback victory, which I tried to recreate for you, Chief mm-hmm. Saholic took to Twitter and he posted a video of fellow jailbird takashi 69 he posted the song gooba but uh, elizabeth just so you know you're Saholic, not making any yeah, sense he photoshopped a wolf head mask onto takashi 69's head and uh, since i know you don't know this the video opens for gooba takashi aka gooba is the name of the, the song. song yeah gooba is the name of the song takashi 69 is a rapper it, okay okay he's the one with all the tattoos on his face sure. he was claimed to so? being a snitch for a long time in I court no anyway idea. so he Chief Saholic puts the wolf head on him, like photoshops okay. it, right? And the beginning of that song starts out with, you're mad, I'm back, big mad, big sad, ha ha, don't care, stay mad, right? So that's, that's him. <laughs> Riveting that, lyrics. That is basically the essence of football fandom, distilled right that's down true. to it. <laughs> so Elizabeth, what's our ridiculous takeaway? Dress like the wolf man at the shows. Yeah, dress like the job you want. At the shows. <laughs> <laughs> At the football shows. That's all I got for you. I hope you enjoyed it. That was beautiful. Thank you so much. get ready for football season. I'm going to be coming in hot. Uh Uh-oh. Anyway, you can find us online, Always a Ridiculous Crime, on Twitter and Instagram, on threads, on zippers and buttons. That's with a Z. And Elizabeth's new startup, Fangle. Fangle. So good. It's not affiliated with Cold Slither. We don't have enough Twitters. We need more Twitters. or Destro. No affiliation with the Cobra Industries. All the Twitters. purely Elizabeth. Anyway, email us if you want. To, uh, that's Elizabeth Dutton at ridiculouscrime at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. Catch you next time. Ridiculous Crime is hosted by Elizabeth Dutton and Zaren Burnett. Produced and edited by Chaplain of the Raider Nation, Dave Gustin. 
researches by Marissa, the Cleveland Brown, and Andrea Autumn is a Raider. Song sharpened here. Our theme song is by Thomas, let's go Chargers, Lee, and Travis, I guess, yeah, let's go Raiders, Dutton. The host wardrobe provided by Botany 500. Executive producers are Ben Super Bolin and Noel, please call me Paul Brown. Ridiculous Crime. Say it one more time. Ridiculous Crime. Ridiculous Crime is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.